0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: This is our common ground, alternative activist empowerment talk radio, speaking truth to, to our and ourselves. Who are you? You don't know. No. Don't tell me Negro, that's not the... What were you before? The white man named you a Negro. And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then?
0: As you honor our forefathers and foremothers, I urge you to honor our living heroes. When you honor the names of Matt Turner, Harriet Tubman, and Malcolm X, I urge you to honor the names of Geronimo Jijaga, Sundiata Akoli, Mutulu Shakur, and Mumia Abu Jamal.
2: America's
1: chickens! Are coming home! Violence begets violence, hatred begets hatred, and terrorism begets terrorism. Our
3: common ground, speaking truth to
2: power
1: and
3: ourselves. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Thank you for being with us. Stay tuned. Uh And good evening. Thank you once again for being with us. This is Our Common Ground, and tonight we will be discussing the murder of Troy Davis in Georgia. From my own experience as an observer, a political observer, um, the vast majority, and we see too few, of politicians who defend capital punishment do so out of rank opportunism, which they de- demonstrate particularly when the conversation is off the record by citing polling numbers rather than evidence of the death penalty as a capital crime deterrent. Tonight, as we discuss, the, they want to call it an execution, but we must insist, we must bitterly and in all of our rage insist that it was murder. And if they want to call it an execution, let them do so. But an execution is a means of summarily ending the pursuit of justice rather than advancing it. Tonight at Our Common Ground, we have two of Our good, our common ground family members and those of you who have been with us during our 20-year career know them well. Kevin Alexander Gray is once again with us tonight. He is involved in community organizing, working on a variety of issues ranging from racial politics, police violence. Third world politics and relations, union organizing, worker rights, grassroots political campaigns, marches, actions, and and political events. We read him often in Counterpunch.org. We hear him often at XM serious Radio, and he is the founder of the Harriet Tubman Freedom House Project, which focuses on community-based political and cultural education, and we're so glad to have him back, and we hope that uh, all of you will take time uh, to read, to purchase, and buy his book. He is the author of Waiting for Lightning to Strike. Also joining us is my dear brother, scholar-warrior activist Dr. Raymond Wimbush, he is the director of the Institute for Urban Research at Morgan State University. He's a native of Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, Dr. Wimbush has been with us a number of times. He is the author of The Warrior Method, a program for rearing healthy black boys, Should America Pay? Slavery and the Raging Debate on Reparations, and Belinda's petition and we are going to be talking with our dear brothers uh about the murder of Troy Davis in Jackson Georgia at 11:08 p.m. September 21st 192011 It seems that we will be forever plagued by the issue of capital punishment, the pain that sears in our hearts about when we can expect justice and peace for our people. I'm Janice Graham, and our guest will be joining us right after this.
0: A U.S. Dathrow inmate has been executed by lethal injection in the state of Georgia for the 1989 shooting of an off-duty policeman. Prosecutors maintained they were sure he was guilty. However, the weapon was never discovered, and DNA tests failed to link him to the killing. Davis' supporters say capital punishment just isn't dealt fairly in the U.S.
4: Obviously, the Supreme Court realizes that the world is watching. And the world is uh, uh, very upset in judging America on the hypocrisy that it shows in the application of the death penalty. And all of the statistics indicate that it is applied in a discriminatory manner and that uh, persons that are black or of color are most, more likely to receive the death penalty on or, or, or that sentence than those that are not black or that those that are white. So there, there's, there's great disparity in the application of the death penalty. It's an inherent problem. It's as much of an inherent problem as racism still is in American society. So much subjectivity involved in whether uh, the case could turn one way or another, uh, depending on who is on the bench and who is deciding the case. It's so much of a human factor, the universal support that Troy Davis has received from all quarters, from all races, from the what the Pope Jimmy Carter to uh, many that are that are not being spoken of. I'm talking about grassroots activists that have been pressing his case and fighting his case for years now.
3: We are facing an international human rights scandal.
1: Give a chance to this young man.
5: There is too much doubt for you to kill, Jordana. That's a wretch like
0: me. More than a million signatures have come in on petitions calling for clemency. He is preparing to be executed.
1: In the twenty first century.
6: By now, the world is aware that Troy Davis, a 42-year-old black American from Georgia, was executed after the Supreme Court of the United States denied his 11th hour appeal. He was convicted in the 1989 murder of an off-duty Savannah, Georgia police officer, but he maintained his innocence until the very end. Davis exhausted all of his appeals in the court system, fighting to win a new trial. He presented affidavits from seven of the nine witnesses at his trial who recanted their original testimony. Despite the overwhelming doubt surrounding his guilt, Davis never received a new trial and was unjustly put to death by lethal injection. I don't like to contradict other judges, but Davis should have been granted a new trial so that he could prove his innocence. This was without a doubt a grave miscarriage of justice. We've long known our justice system is broken. Davis's execution shows us just how flawed the system has become. Too often, prosecutors and parole boards simply refuse to admit they are wrong or have doubts about the guilt of the accused. Our nation's governors are often unwilling to sacrifice their political careers in the name of doing the right thing. Troy Davis was failed at every step of the judicial process. America must revamp its legal system, beginning with the way we investigate and arrest suspects and continuing to the way we prosecute them and the way we handle appeals. We must not allow prosecutors to convict an individual based solely on eyewitness testimony when new evidence is introduced or witnesses recant their testimony. A new trial should automatically be granted when this occurs. Lastly, we need a nationwide ban on the death penalty. One innocent man put to death is one too many. If we can't be certain of the legitimacy of the convictions, the practice must be halted. It is criminal that this man was executed with so much doubt surrounding his case, and Georgia has blood on its hands.
7: Did you hear what they said? Did you hear what they said? They said another brother's dead.
3: Despite many doubts and questions about his guilt, Troy Davis was put to death in Jackson, Georgia, at 11.08 p.m. Eastern Time. Tonight, to discuss the issues of the death penalty, the Troy Davis case, and our community going forward, Dr. Raymond Wimbush and Kevin Alexander Gray. Thank you for being with us here at Our Common Ground. I'll be listening for you.
7: Did you hear what they said? Did you hear what they said? They said another brother's dead They said he's dead But he can't be buried They said he's dead but he can't be buried, come on, come on, come on, come on, this can't be real.
3: And thank you again for being with us now. I'm going to be joined by Dr. Raymond Wimbush and Kevin Alexander. And I oh, have God. A, yeah. uh, Is this Dr. Winbush?
8: Yeah, hey, how you doing?
3: How you doing, Dr. Winbush? Hold on, I'm trying to bring Kevin on in here, and I'm guessing at which one of these people... Hold on.
0: Okay. Kevin
3: Alexander? Kevin? No, that's not Kevin. That's somebody waiting just to listen. Kevin? I'm here. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. I'm, I'm, Raymond Wimbush and Kevin Alexander Gray. We've brother had
9: Wimbush, not, it's good to be out here with you too.
3: Hey brother Kevin, how you doing?
9: Good,
2: good.
3: Kevin, um and Ray, we've had a tough week. Yeah it is at the yeah, end of a grueling, grueling number of years. What were your responses?
10: Well, you know, this this case has just been so many years that, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe that this has been, you know, that the the crime occurred, you know, 22 years ago. And, but you know, I guess it was really brought to the public's attention, you know, close to 20 years ago after the conviction. And, I mean, there's a part of me that feels that, I, I, and, you know, and it may be an unpopular thing, but... I think a lot of people knew about Troy Davis from this trial. So I think that what we've got to do is separate, you know, his murder from the incredible amount of murders that are going on every, uh, you know, every almost every week in this country that they're called execution. I mean, his was the 35th execution of 2011 alone. And I think that... I think the best way to Pay tribute to Troy's memory Is for us in our individual states And around the country Protest all executions. It's interesting that Brother Dick Gregory wasn't at The Troy Davis execution But at the Lawrence Brewer Execution that was taking place At the same time in Huntsville uh, Texas And as you Mm -hmm. know Brewer was the one That killed Um with the brother years ago, James James yeah, Yeah, I think we'd a campaign to just stop all executions. That, I- I'll stop mm-hmm. at that right yeah. More mm-hmm. to say about mm-hmm. that. Mhm.
3: Okay, um, Kevin, what was your personal response on on Wednesday? Um, you know, well, I've uh, been. You know, you both know that I've been through a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, 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 I tried to. In our, we had a three three night online vigil, and I tried to keep people hopeful. But yeah. knowing this system, it was very hard. What was your response? Your your personal response?
9: Well, you know that's... Well, obviously it was a tragic thing that happened, and I, you know, I've worked on death penalty cases for a long time with people who have been guilty, as well as every now and then, such as the, it was the case with Brother Troy, you get a case where you really feel that the person is innocent. That doesn't mean that, I mean, if you're opposed to the death penalty, you're opposed to the death penalty. And, and um, you know, part of what I've tried to do in death penalty cases to figure out a way that you can help the family get through the process and help people process what they're going through. And and so uh, death penalty cases are always really personal for me. I mean, I, I, I um, had a case here in South Carolina years ago, Richard Johnson, and it was one of those same kind of cases where witnesses came back and recanted their story. Um, it was a police officer that was killed. Um, the family came out and wanted death, although the evidence didn't didn't bear it out. And uh, you know you you you're just emotionally drained at the end of that long process, and it usually okay. is a 20-year process. But but obviously you know with Troy, and I think I've said it on a number of programs, and and uh, Dr. Wimbush pretty much laid it out. You know when you really think about the country that we live in. When you think about its history, when you think about what it's doing every day inside and outside the country, and I'm talking about the government not yeah. not just setting aside what what people do uh amongst each other, but the government you know most folks don't don't think about that since the first george Bush through Bill Clinton through today that by most estimates, this country has killed somewhere between 1 and 1. Uh, 1.5 million people in Iraq. That's, that's right. a lot of people. When you think about okay. Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima, um, in two days, a quarter million people. If you think about Noriega and Panama, um, what, that's 3,000 people. If you think about East Timor, that's a quarter million people. Guatemala, 200,000 people. And we're talking about in the last 50 years, in addition to uh as i said the you know if you just go uh, stroll uh, look at newspapers across the country you, we don't keep records of the number of people that are killed by police mm-hmm. in this country so nope. you know so this country the idea that this country isn't violent the, the 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 positive thing out of Troy's death is that millions of people mobilized uh to to proclaim his innocence and plea for his life, for the first time in a long time, we see young black kids willing to put their bodies on the line for something bigger than themselves, the idea of defending innocence. And and it's a time when, when folk are looking for a place to mobilize because it just feels so downhearted. The, the, and maybe the idea that you could have millions of people get out there and protest and the system – shows them to be powerless, that will encourage them to get out more and exercise or seize some kind of power over the system. And then of course it's having people understanding the nuances of the system because, you know, if you're involved if you've been involved in death penalty cases and you knew about the Scalia rule that you don't necessarily have to be innocent According to the Supreme Court, to get a new trial, if the, if the under state, the
3: Constitution, according to the Supreme Court, right,
9: mm-hmm. right, right. So, and and when the death penalty was was um was unpopular and and was set aside by many states, it was because it was ruled unconstitutional. It was ruled cruel and and uh, cruel mm-hmm. and unusual punishment. And and mm-hmm. and of course, the move to reinstall the the uh, death penalty. Well, that was a political move in the early seventies. The majority of the country, the country opposed the death penalty, and and if we look at now, the the the, the, the modern day support, I trace it back. A lot of folks don't like to hear it to the Democrats and Bill Clinton, and want to prove that they were tough on crime. Bill Clinton was one of right. the first. Right in
3: his response to Newt Gingrich's contract on America, he compromised and capitulated. He went back to state. Arkansas.
9: He went back to Arkansas exactly. to execute to oversee the execution of of Ricky Ray Rector. So right. you know, so so people forget about that kind of stuff. But but you I'm know, glad now that the black forget. community has. But I'm glad that the black community hopefully is coming to some kind of consensus to be opposed to the death penalty, regardless of who it is, be it be it uh, Troy Davis or, or 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 Lawrence Brewer or or uh, Osama bin Laden. Gregory
3: Ajumu, uh, Zion Ziraya, Shaka Sankofa. Mumia Abu Jamal, these are all people who continue to sit on death row under a government tax supported policy, which does not do what they try to say it does, it does not deter crime and it is tearing up our community. You know, Angela Davis in her writings back in uh 2003, one of the things she reminded us about the historical context in which the death penalty exists. And 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 she wrote had it not been for slavery, the death penalty would have likely been abolished in america altogether but slavery became a haven for the death penalty and she reminds us that in virginia before the end of slavery there was only one crime for which a white person could be executed and that was murder of a family member but there were 66 crimes for which a slave could be executed
10: yeah, and, and so, I think what we – I think, as Kevin said, something very important. See, when we talk about so-called state-sponsored, and like you said at the beginning, I don't like to even call them executions, but if you talk about state-sponsored executions, we don't even count the number of black men and black women that are executed on the streets by police that bypass all – Thank you. And, and I'm and it's under the rubric of justifiable homicide that occurs. We forget those type of executions as well. Um, you know, and, and so I think what we talk about, we're talking about a murderous nation domestically and abroad. And, and that I think what Detroit Davis murder just showed was how murderous this country can be. Um It was unjustifiable, unjustifiable homicide that was committed last Wednesday uh, in Jackson, Georgia. So I I think what we've got to do is look at this thing much more globally and and see Mm -hmm. that this is a nation that has blood on its hands. You know, it's, it's amazing that this country, a couple of months ago, under the rubric of Gaddafi, is killing his people Help NATO to invade Libya. So right now, to me, America has always killed its people. So perhaps the African nations need to invade the United States, if you get my point. So, well, I think oh, yeah. the,
9: the, the the country, this country has never had a problem killing
10: darker-skinned people,
9: regardless Not of what continent they're on. Not Not at at all. And that's the other issue. And then, mm-hmm. of course, if you if you if you believe in the the american well i'm going to say the american promise that the underlying the underlying theory the bedrock bedrock principle of the of the criminal justice system is to protect the innocent even if a guilty person has to go free well obviously that didn't
10: apply to Troy Davis mhm mm-hmm. exactly exactly
3: exactly
10: mm-hmm. and I, I and then little-
3: you know there's there's another piece to it that is disturbing to me, and it really feeds my rage over what happened uh, in the Troy Davis case, uh, and that is that um, our whole community is impacted by an execution like this or to have people who face death penalty um, trials, capital punishment um, trials, it tears a family apart. It poisons the spirit of our children. We do not have enough control and humane systems within the prison system. I think about Troy Davis. He was 21 years old when he entered prison. This means that he has never been able to fully exercise his manhood. Yeah. And when we talk about the prison industrial complex issues, we need to take our the 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 feature of our humanity into context with that, because I work with International uh, Detention International, who works on issues of sexual abuse and rape. Inside prisons, you take a a young man, a young black man, at the age of 20 20 years old, you put him in with hardened criminals, and his life is wiped out immediately with his first year of experiences. There is no way in which you come back to what happens to you when you sit on death row for 22 years or you sit in a prison for five. That's right. That's right. And we need to understand that. But on the other hand, you know, last week I got into big to do, and you know, you both of you know, I don't get into do, to dos. I walk away. But uh, about asking the question: Where have we been on the issue of death, of the of capital punishment, and the death penalty, and hit it? It has now seeped back into the culture, into into an acceptable form of of punishment, and we saw what happened when Rick Perry was applauded at the g o p debate because he bragged about having executed two hundred and thirty six people, and he lied and said that it was about protecting children, and it is it is not one of them. Uh, was a, a crime against a child, but not all 235 others. So let me get you you both to talk about how we. I mean, we still have some people who support the death penalty. I mean, I had one on this show last week, um, um, who said, who affirmed that the justice system had worked, and two that he ought to be executed because that is the, the law of the land. Uh, talk well, talk a, to us for a bit about this.
10: Well, the law of the land at one time said that enslavement was legal, or the law Thank of the you. land said that, you know, I always say that after the Dred Scott decision, uh, the United States Supreme Court essentially deputized all white Americans to recapture um Enslaved Africans, and in some cases, just to capture an African who had been freed and return to their so-called master. So, you know, when people talk to me about the law of the land in the United States, you know, to me, the law has always been a fickle lover to African people in this land mass. I mean, we we can talk about the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, whatever. So I, I I'm always hesitant. You know, the law of the land, as I said earlier this week is like jello on a dish. You know, it depends on how it's applied. It shakes, it moves, it shifts. And I yeah, you know, we don't have to, I don't know if we have time to, to talk about Derrick Bell's whole idea of critical race theory and law, but I I just believe that race underlies everything. So when somebody says, Well, they follow the law of the land about the ex, you know, the murder of Troy Davis, I mean, give me a break. I mean I just I don't okay. even have time to talk about that stuff. Well, I, I
9: think I I kind of think that power underlies most things, but but I I, I would agree in American context and in in the, in the context of white supremacy, obviously it's race, but but you know, listen, it, it, revenge, be it from the, from the mouths of the McPhail family or anybody, okay. revenge is not moral, and 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 you can't make it be moral, and um, but what you know the the thing that I keep going back to is that the country is a violent country. It has always been a violent country. It has always had a violent government that sought to to kill or murder large numbers of people that they felt did not serve the the the, the interest of white supremacy and that structure uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and um and now, if you can get people to understand that. And mobilize around not just the death penalty, but the idea that we need a different kind of criminal justice system, a different kind of system of, of uh, rehabilitation. We have to decide if we are re- rehabilitating and reforming or merely punishing people and enacting revenge. Is that is that what the nature of the criminal justice system is in America? And then are we going to maintain that as a government responsibility or is that going to become a private responsibility which a lot of people would like to see it become and mm-hmm. and then as it relates to reforming the the constitution so that um the people who are who may be innocent can the, that the courts recognize that that's a condition for their freedom as opposed to saying it's not only only having a technical flaw in the case a technical flaw in the case has more importance to the court system than actual innocence. So that, mm-hmm. you know that's just as important as some progressives going out there talking about the Citizens United case and having to do some kind of reform about that. It does involve, as it relates to our politics within our community, which have gone asunder over the last 30 years, having some coherent kinds of things that we organize around. Ray and I are old enough to remember when there was an active inmates' rights movement. We talk about Attica. We talk about, That's right. and 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 we talk about about. Actually, the I Dad was Brothers. in
3: Attica at a meeting two weeks before it the the riots began because I worked for the uh, with the uh, Fortune Society.
2: Mm-hmm. And. and, and-
3: that was a period where reform and educational programs and pre- release preparation programs were going on. In the time of, um, of, uh, that Malcolm was um, incarcerated here in Massachusetts,
2: right. there
3: was a very brisk educational program mm-hmm. in the prisons in Massachusetts that you don't see now.
9: Right, and and you have to remember when we had the, the whole um, crack cocaine craze when politicians That's stood right. up and said we've got to take TVs out of the, and, and weights out of the uh, prisons and we've got to take the educational um, uh, programs out of the prisons. So there, we have to reconstruct a lot of that kind of support for inmates. And, and you know, now you can move an inmate. Uh, you might commit a crime in Washington, D.C., but you might serve your time in Texas. And and, right. and and family members can't see you Or they have to mm-hmm. undergo a criminal background check themselves And pay to see an inmate So, you mm-hmm. know, the, it's not just about the death penalty It's about the structure of our society And how we reorganize black politics and progressive politics And the politics of poor people
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm um, you're, you're, I, I mean, and, and, and the question becomes How do we use the Troy Davis case to teach these things and to teach um, civic obligation to them because we all have some relationship to them? Let's, Let's talk about what happened in this case and what parts of the system absolutely have to be fixed, and they have to be fixed, as we say, under the color of law. One of them was eyewitness Identification The other was government Misconduct And the other was forensic Oversight Yes. Now I think about These witnesses I, I, I really have been Thinking about these witnesses And How they Behaved and how they responded To both the coercion which was which was government misconduct, and how they responded over the 22 years that Troy Davis was sitting on death row.
9: But that's a police issue. And that, when you when you raise it like that, and when I when you hear folk on TV say, "Well, how could they say that to the police?" and and uh, why would they lie to the police? And people tell the police and 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 and. Poor communities or and, and upper income middle class black communities, you know, you Whatever you don't necessarily the hell have to. Whatever
3: get me out of this police uh, police department. Right, right.
9: I mean, it It does. It yes. never hel- It never almost never helps you to talk to the police in some situations. So, mm-hmm. in in that particular case, as I said, if it go- if you talk about going back to organizing and how you have to organize to deal with particulars of a case. Then even if we start talking about citizen review boards again, which we stopped talking about, independent citizen review boards of the police now, and 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 you could even say the the uh, the reconstitution and reinvigoration of something as traditional as the NAACP, which used to serve that function in local communities in the South. They gather up the complaints against the police, if uh, if if the police. If you went and, and um, gave a, a statement to the police, you might want to give one to the NAACP if you felt uncomfortable about it. But that was the role of the NAACP, and then folk tried to advance beyond that to the citizens' review boards. And, and, and we, you know, we end up getting black police chiefs and black mayors, and then folks say, well, why do you have a need for them? So I think, you know, on that particular case, that's what we have to get back to.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 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 there's another particular thing. I think that one of the things uh, is that we have to talk about these things individually and begin to organize in a way that, that can we're get not in. exactly we're not chewing we're not biting off more at one time than 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 we can handle. Ray, right, let me ask you about. Uh, Manhood training and programs for young black boys, and how they are being trained or helped, assisted in responding to on street harassment being picked up. I mean, I get real concerned that there is some gray area, but there's a black and white. I hear boys being told, say nothing, and boys being told, Uh, Scream and shout and be arrogant and belligerent Um, What should boys be told Especially boys And I'm concerned about girls Who are sexually assaulted In the process of being involved uh, Engaged with police departments
10: Well, I mean, very quickly You know, I, I think that I mean, you know there's no one-size-fits-all about what you should do when you're pulled over by police. I mean, people will tell people the only thing a police officer is supposed to say to you if let's say they pull you over for speeding is, uh, uh, man, see your driver's license, and then they're supposed to announce what they, you know, are stopping you for. You were doing 55 and a 40, whatever. The fact of the matter, I've been just about a – Less than a year ago, I was pulled over, and the police first thing out of his mouth was, "Was that my car?" And then I said, <laughs> I mean, you know, and I drive well once it." But anyway, I hey said, Ray, 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 I was riding with a white reporter.
9: A highway Ray. patrol stopped us and asked her, "Are you transporting this
10: man?"
11: <laughs> you, you,
10: you that is against the law That is actually against the law Now when the officer said that to me I I said officer why are you stopping me He said are you getting smart with me And he put his hand on his holster Now I could have been Rodney king at that point Or anybody else But I think that yes. it's hard When I tell young African boys is this When you get pulled over by uh, police. First of all, make sure you have no contraband at all in your car. And I said, and I tell black men this too. I said, and then secondly, I say, make sure that when the officer comes to the car, that you do everything he says to the point that you feel that he's going overboard. And at that point, you have to say, oh, That's when you oppose. That is how you oppose. I mean, you don't have to say. We'll miss, you know, but it's not a one-size-fits-all When I was at Fifth, I'm going to say this real quick When I was at Fifth, we did a study and found out that black men in the South Particularly, and we looked at Alabama and Mississippi When cops called them over, they would get out of the car and go to the cop's car when they were, And, and people in the North, they would wait for the cop there with their hands on the steering wheel well, upon further inquiry, we found out that many of the men who were getting out of the car from the south, they had seen their fathers humiliated by police officers on Sunday afternoon when they were driving from church mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in front of the family. There's a scene like that in The Great Debaters, if you remember uh, that movie. And and so we found out even regionally. There are differences in how do you approach. Police. Yeah. I mean, clearly, yeah. clearly the night that Troy Davis, that the crime happened in 1989, there were a lot of things. And let's be fair, there were a lot of things that uh, Davis did wrong that night. And we, I don't believe, and to this day I do not believe he killed McPhail. But there were some other things preceding that that just were handled.
3: Uh, poorly, that's all Yeah, yeah uh, that That's what I was getting at Because all of the witnesses In the Troy Davis case Were very young So when they were questioned by the police And as five of them Have said, they were intimidated And coerced I mean, the idea I get bile in my throat The idea that one of the, the Witnesses was so young Um and he had to sign uh, a, a, a his his the form which you sign um stating making your statement and he said he couldn't even read or write right uh so Good. i'm sure that there was some dynamics that went on in that particular way i'm you know i'm i'm just sure and i grew up in the south and you learn pretty early what things can happen and how to avoid them and you have an intuitiveness that I don't think young people have have gained uh in this generation uh because we have been living for so many generations now with blinders on about race in America when we come back, I I, I I do want to talk with both of you and get your your take on the political side of this. Yeah. I want to talk about the Georgia Board of Pardons and Parole. I want to talk about the chair of the CVC and the absence of many voices over the last couple of weeks uh, that we expected to have from our leadership The other is I want to ask you to examine uh, the black people that were involved. For instance, John Lewis called for all Georgia Department of Correction employees to stay home on the day of execution. But when you look at the scenes at Jackson, you see black um, SWAT team members, you see black police officers, you see a lot of people who decided for whatever reason not to not to um um not, not to stay home the other is think about uh i'm sure both of you heard the witness statements from the press uh, i thought that their reporting was very interesting. You're listening to Our Common Ground at Blog Talk Radio. We're going to take a break. I know, 443, that you're on the board asking to speak with us, in 585 and 585-908, and and we will get to you. Thank you for holding and being patient. Our guest tonight, Dr. Raymond Wimbush. He's the director of the Urban Institute at Morgan State University in Baltimore. And we have from Columbia, South Carolina our writer, author, commentator, polycultural activist. Uh Kevin. That's Alexander. a new word. That's a new word. <laughs> I know,
0: I love it. I've been using it all day. <laughs>
11: polycultural
0: yeah, I better check myself
9: out after that one. <laughs>
3: We'll be right back, and thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to Our Common Ground at Blog Talk Radio, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Join our community at Facebook. Support us by blogging and leaving us comments so that we can continue the work transforming truth to power one broadcast at a time.
7: But he can't be buried oh, They said he's dead But he can't be buried Come on, come on MP, and, and
1: here's the part about it MPR leans to the right MPR lean, and you can ask You know, and when I say MPR leans to the right I'm simply speaking about Who they have on they have twice as many conservatives on spewing bovine excrement than they do liberals with their chicken excrement. So at some point in time, you have to step back and you have to say, where's the job? What job skills have they introduced? The only thing Republicans have introduced is spending cuts that will cost 700,000 jobs. They are clearly trying to shut down our uh, economic growth and our recovery. You've got governors all over the country turning down jobs for speed rail. Now, yeah. of how you feel about the speed rail, you mean the French can do it, Japan can do it, the Chinese can do it, Europe they can do it over there, but we can't do it here. You know where is this exceptionalism coming from when we are so? Um, mired in ignorance, and mired in, 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 in just, just total obstruction.
2: Listening to the
7: best of pushback politics, The Alpha
2: Show.
3: Catch the Alpha Show each Saturday at TruthWorks Network. It's just damn political talk.
9: You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile and that by slowing us down the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier. That the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. And thank you for
3: being with us here at Our Common Ground. We're here every Saturday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Janice Graham. And our number is 347-838-9852. With our guests, Dr. Raymond Wimbush of Morgan State University and Kevin Alexander Gray, He is a polyculturist, commentator, writer, and author. Dr. Uh, Wimbush is also an author, and if you have not read his Belinda's Petition, which is my favorite, and Should America Pay and The Warrior Method, Raising Black Boys, you must have them in your library. Kevin is the author, Kevin Gray, of Lightning strikes twice Waiting for that's lightning wrong, to strike I know wait, That's wait, wrong Kevin Waiting
9: for lightning to strike
3: wait. <laughs> Waiting I went, for and,
2: lightning and, and to strike Yeah they struck once
3: Much
2: less <laughs> <once>, twice
3: <laughs> Tonight we're talking about the murder of Troy Davis We do not call it an execution We call it a murder It is uh, as a result of a death Penalty warrant signed on September 21st in Jackson in Savannah, uh, Georgia, Chatham County. Now, the Georgia Board of Pardons and Parole heard the appeal uh, requesting clemency for Troy Davis on Monday, September 19th. They heard on one side the prosecution's case, on the other side uh, Troy Davis's uh, legal representation. The, requ- the legal requirement in this case was not that they prove guilt without, without a reasonable doubt, but that the legal team uh, representing Troy Davis be able to prove innocence. And by denying the request, the board's decision was that innocence was not established. What's your thoughts about that?
10: Well, you know, I'm very briefly, I mean, there were so many legal issues in this case. I mean, it's, it's just a ton of them. I really, to be honest with you, got very worried when on Monday uh, the, the the board, the clemency board actually postponed the decision or the announcement I should say until Tuesday because I think it was deliberately done to give a short span of time to appeal up to the Supreme Court and so forth. And that's when I started really getting worried. But mm-hmm. the issue as you see outline below, the let's say the issue of witnesses recanting, the issues of uh not hearing overwhelming evidence, uh all of this stuff. There were so many things that were violated, and, and I'm going to say something, else, you know, politically speaking, because you mentioned that earlier. I, you know, I know that, you know, and I have to say this. I know that Obama cannot intervene in a on a state trial, but I think that he could have spoken up publicly about mm-hmm. this case much earlier. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't intervene. He couldn't ask for a stay of mm-hmm. execution because it wasn't a federal case but he i think he could have spoken publicly about this issue as well, and he did he chose not to do that so well it was so clear he,
3: that he did, he campaigned against right. the death penalty when he was a senator and when he was uh in the house uh the 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 the, the illinois legislature
9: but he certainly he is opposed he could the death have penalty, though.
3: made he could have created messages. About he, his thoughts on de- on the death penalty.
9: No, he's a, he made it very clear on his thoughts on the death penalty when he sent that Delta team in to kill Osama bin Laden. Okay, Kevin. Well, come that's, on.
0: That's just the truth. You're right.
9: Yeah, so, and, and and even as a legislator, he wasn't opposed to the death penalty in all
3: cases. Right. So right. let's
9: get let's get that straight too.
3: Okay. So, he wasn't opposed to the death penalty. And and, and
9: even was, in the even in the case where he's um where he wants to intercede with in the Texas case with Garcia, that's more about international treaties than opposition to the death penalty.
3: Mhm. Mhm. So but he I mean, was he could say what he
9: wanted to say, but at, yeah. of course we know constitutionally he had no sway. But but, but the in, other
3: thing that he could have done was it, all it took was a call from him through for other people into the Justice Department to intercede in a way that it did not look as though the feds were coming in to take over, but to look at some very specific kinds of federal laws that always over um, overshadow uh, what, what a state is doing. And they didn't do that. Yeah. Eric Holder is absolutely right. We are a country of cowards, and he's the number two c- coward.
9: Well, who um, would be number one in this case. There are too <laughs> many people. There are too many people. I think to rank them unless, unless they're all equally culpable. Let's just look at it that way.
3: Yeah, that yeah. that's true. But Ray, it's a it's a it's a good question uh, to raise. I think that under the under his banner of his Nobel Peace Prize and his human rights um, uh, claims, he could have very well, uh, not made a speech, but it could have been edged into his Saturday whatever, his Saturday radio thing or something that he wrote or, or, I mean, there could have been some signals and there was no smoke in the air. But let's talk about the people... Let's talk about this process in terms of the black people in the yeah, process. The, pres-
9: the president told you, said to black people, y'all need to stop complaining. <laughs> That's what he
11: said tonight. <laughs> That's what he said yeah, tonight. Complain. <laughs> y'all not Y'all complaining.
10: complain. We
11: complain. But we complain.
0: you know what? I'm, I'm president. both whining and complaining. Y'all can't
10: complain. I'm president.
3: <laughs> but here we have, a black D.A.,
0: who could
3: have taken this case forward without it being a capital case, but chose not to.
9: Janice, this is one of those cases where you think that white folk aren't as smart as you always thought they were, because this idea of blacks running things basically the same way they run things, they should have come up with that idea a long time ago because that's what they're mm-hmm. doing. You've got, I mean, you've got black DAs, black mayors, black police chiefs, black, you know, of course the prison industrial complex, that's a place, that's the number one place where black folk go to get jobs in the South. If you look at a that's lot right. of our black colleges down here and look at what their number one major is, it's criminal justice. So, um, you know, and they're asking, the, the, what was the color of the person that came out and announced Troy Davis's death? A black I woman. I know
3: she, she should have been home. She could have had a a free day
9: home. And then, as I said, you had ex president. You had John Lewis telling workers not to come to work. See how powerful, how much power he had. Not yes. any. Not any. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, so so you know, when you talk about what politicians can do, it it, it is local because now the death penalty, it's local. And, and and it's 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 used in the South where you know you've got a neo Confederate, neo conservative, Tea Party core states rights kind of thing going on down here. And and so you have to figure out what kind of organizing that you can do on the ground in the states to, to change people's minds. Because even black folk, as my mother says, most people support the death penalty if you kill a member of your of, of your immediate family. They're opposed to it if a member of their immediate family killed somebody.
10: Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. So, you know, like I said, this, this case, you know, I hope that this case does not go the way of Shaka Sankofa. Uh, many of us remember that in the late 90s, and, you know, at the time there was a lot of activity around his unjust murder in Texas, and he fought literally, literally fought all the way to the death chamber. I hope that a year from now we don't say, remember Troy Davis. I really yeah. hope that we yeah. don't. And, and then another quick yeah. point that I want to make is that I wonder a lot of times, and, and I, you know, I've been reading some history about in the 1850s after the passage of the uh, uh, fugitive slave law, so-called Dred Scott, that black people would go into court for enslaved Africans who were about to be extradited back south, and they would physically, I'm talking about with guns, and take people away similar to what happened in the Marion County shootout back in the 70s. Um, And I'm not trying to advocate that, but I wonder what would we do right now, God forbid, if they said we're going to execute Mumia and I know that he's a, or what oh no, yeah. Was, yeah. What you know, what are all what are all of our alternatives when all else has failed and they literally yeah. do something? It's clear that the SWAT teams that were outside of that prison in Jackson, Georgia, they were prepared to do battle. They were armed and riot gear because they thought something was going to happen. Of course nothing did happen. But I think that we've got to ask some very disturbing questions about what do we do when one of our political prisoners, or anybody for that matter, is is being murdered by the state. What do we do?
3: Exactly, yes. And And the thing is that I was thinking week before last, if they decide, if they deny this man clemency, it may very well be the straw that breaks the camels' back in this country, given the unemployment issues, given police brutality issues, given the the, the just the path to 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 prisons and building more prisons, and the kind of new face of oppression that black people are facing in this country and i was thinking to myself well maybe something will happen um and this will just be it this will just be no more no more no more right but in in many ways we were very very silent the other thing i want to mention to to both of you the thing that i mean i was just i was just in tears most of tuesday And I I wasn't hopeful um, when I saw that the the board, the Georgia board, denied, and it was before 10 o'clock in the morning, and I knew the Supreme Court of Georgia was not going to hear it. But I didn't expect that they would go back to the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, but they did. And I knew once they assigned that petition to Clarence Thomas, nothing was going to happen and there's a backstory to all of that. But I was so proud of the students, the black students across this nation who organized themselves, and I can't, you know, in Washington, D.C., I mean, my, my granddaughter joined the Howard March and went to the White House. She didn't understand the thing, you know, she said, but holding my fist, She said, the fifth thing. She says, this is the first time I ever did a fifth thing. And the fifth thing was so liberating. And to see the pictures of our children saying enough.
10: I mean, I I just thought that
3: was so glorious.
10: I think for me as a, a professor, I think this was the largest mobilization on one issue by black students that I've seen since the genesis. Back in 07 And mm-hmm. it, I mean, mm-hmm. to their credit And I mean it, it shows that Young Africans can organize You know sometimes We we as old heads say Well they don't know how to organize the way we did in the 60s But they have done it on these two issues yeah. And the use of social media Is something that you yeah. know that is, is, is commendable But I hope it is sustained That's the key thing Yeah
3: Uh, Are are you gentlemen ready to take some calls? Because we have some people been holding almost the entire show.
2: Yes, no problem. That's
3: the way we roll at our common ground. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't saying nothing. 585, I'm coming right at you. Thank you for calling. I respect you. Uh, What is your question?
7: How you doing? Well,
11: uh, I guess my question is how do we deal with these black devil's? Because Troy had um, about three, three occasions where he kind of um, kept his life, and because of those black devils, it didn't happen. So how, how do we deal with, with those people? In the
3: you mean how, how do you how how do you cope with knowing that you have those people who are being appointed? Um, You know, I think we ought to have wanted signs and posters for them and do them the same way that the anti-abortion people do for abortion doctors. That's my, you know, but that's me. I'm way out there. I'm old enough to be way out there. But let's get get, uh, a response from Dr. Wimbush and uh, Kevin Alexander. Well, on that point,
10: let, let me just say very quickly, you know, I just think that as the caller said, We've got to hold our black elected officials accountable. You know, I tell my students all the time, voting should not be the end of the political process. It should be the beginning of it. And too often, you know, all the politics I hear surrounding Obama, for example, well, I'm going to vote for him again, as if that's the only thing that they can contribute to the political process you know, and I said a few minutes ago on my Facebook page that I think that people, I'm tired of hearing the argument, for example, and I'm not just picking on Obama. I'm tired of hearing the argument, well, we can't, you know, expect him only to deal with black issues because, after all, he is the president of the entire United States. Well, you know, okay, there's 40 million of us in this country, only 6.5 million Jews, but you saw what Obama dealt very specifically against the world at the United Nations this past week. They so if you take six and a half million Jews and forty million black people, Jews made no bones about holding Obama accountable for Israel. The cover of New Yorker magazine said had a picture of Obama in a yarmulke. What do you call mean The little hat,
7: yeah.
10: and said Specifically, the first Jewish president. Jewish president. So I'm, I'm, tired hearing, I'm tired of hearing African folk, and I'm not, I don't want to say I'm picking on Obama, but as if he ain't supposed to say nothing about black people, that he told y'all right. to be quiet tonight and quit complaining and get out and work, he wouldn't have told that to the uh, American Israeli Political Action Committee. He wouldn't have told them right. that. So we, no, we, I might we, have to use we, that one, Doc. Doc, you, well, you might hear that one again. Right. We have got to hold our elected officials accountable, especially especially at the local level, because, like mm-hmm. Tim O'Neill said and brother you Kevin, you quoted it, all politics is local, and that's yep. true
3: kevin
9: I, I, there's nothing there's nothing else to say <laughs> I think that yeah, yeah, much, you're right, you know yeah, you're and, and right. Outside, yeah, I mean outside of a prison break. I mean, what do you do? You have to figure yeah. out on the local level how you can get people out of office. But, you know, I'm, I'm as an organizer, I'm at the point where it's back to basics, And, and I, which is, you mentioned the kids. I'm proud of those kids getting out there. But now we have to give those young folk, which is what Doc does, which is what you do, which is what I do, we have to give them a politic. And they've got to integrate that politic into their actions and their psyches. And it can't just be, I'm going to put on a suit and a tie, I'm going to run for office, I'm going to get elected, I'm going to act like them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, It's got to be about, you've got to either want to be a part of the system and run it, or mm-hmm. you've got to be a, a change agent. You can't be both.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what was interesting to me was, um someone mentioned to me that they had a dream on monday night that Troy Davis was walking down the hallway on, on the way to the execution um room and on the side there were all these people like when Obama comes into the into the senate uh, when he's going to make a speech uh, Into the house when he's going to make a speech And everybody wanted to shake his hand And pat him on the back right. and pat him on the head right. And touch him And and they said that they had that kind of dream And 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 so I had this image Of you know the regulars The regular black people who are always On right there to try to Shake his hand and do something to him Touch him on the head or whatever and And it's true We've got to start holding people not only accountable to voicing our interests, but to acting
10: our interests. Absolutely, absolutely. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Because
3: truth is not spoken,
0: it is done.
10: Look, I used to joke when I would make speeches during the Bush years, uh, w, I would say, how many of you like George Bush? If it was an all-black audience, clearly no hands went up. i said, what would y'all do right now if George Bush walked into the back of his auditorium? And people admitted, what well, most of them say, well, I would stand up out of respect. <laughs> you know, I would, he's the president of the United States. We've got to get over this. Again, and I'm not using them as an example. But but I, in the speech before the United Nations this week, Bush, I mean, Obama used, he called out about women. He certainly called out about Jews. He called out, these are actually in this, the U.N. speech, he called out about gays and lesbians. He did not mention us. He did not mention us, but he mentioned four other groups. And I think that we've got to get to a point of saying he should mention us. He shouldn't always, in front of an all-black audience, say, well, let me reprimand them, take because them to the, the root can it.
2: Right. Exactly.
10: exactly. We can't, we, that's not right. That's just simply not correct. And he would not do that before other groups. I know he wouldn't do well, it before other Well, this week
3: groups. he's going to have a very comfortable interview with a young man that I never heard of but I guess he knows how to ask questions, uh, an Ooh. interview about, I can't think of his name, Dion somebody, never heard of okay. him, never saw him. Um, he looks like, um, 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 what's that magazine, that, uh, Oprah Woman's old magazine model or something. Yeah. And he's going to be talking with the president coming up next week. Is Don Lemon? No, it's not Don um um about his um uh, views on African Americans in America. You all didn't know about this? Yeah. They keep it a no, real secret. I will all bring right. it to you. I will I try, try to find I want to hear We're
10: it
11: we are
3: actually there. going to have an Our Common Ground special following uh the um the interview when it is broadcast. I, I think so, Obama
9: is so irrelevant to what we have to do as it relates to organizing. Exactly,
0: you're you're absolutely right.
9: I mean, because, I think about, uh, even if he's reelected, he's pretty much irrelevant, unless he yes. just does uh, something totally dramatic. Because uh, 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 if, in fact, on the local level, um, especially in the South, where the neo-conservative Tea Party movement is rooted, if if you're not really changing things. At the local level in the South, where the majority of African Americans live, then what are you doing? And and, exactly. uh, and 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 Obama hasn't been back to South Carolina since the primary in South Carolina yeah. in in '08. And and um, and I, you know, I I think for the organizing that we have to do, the re-educating and consciousness raising of the folk that we need to deal with, is totally contrary to what where Obama would want to take us, even. You know, say so you, you talk about Obama and the death penalty. Well, you know, can, can we talk about all these bases, these drone bases that he's establishing in Africa? Yeah. And can we talk yeah. about NATO bombing Libya and, mm-hmm. and the purging of black Africans? And then we ask where he stands on death penalty. Now, a man who would, would meet with a police officer who, who basically dissed his friend on his front porch. And, and, and so, so, you know, Obama's going to do... What the empire demands,
2: That's right. and, and and
9: and so to expect him to do anything except except to chastise black people and basically say everything that you do, to include the death penalty that you that you got for for supposedly killing a police or even Sean Bell, you deserve to die because. And I don't need to say anything because those are police. That's who I'm with. He's, you know, to use the language that the kids use. Obama's a Fed, and people ought to just wrap themselves around that and let it go yeah. and, and start yep. organizing on the local level to deal with what we got to deal with. If if, right. if if the Democrats can't take over the House and if they lose the Senate, even if Obama's reelected, what can he do?
10: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Five eight well, five.
3: Thank you, thank you for your call, and you've certainly right, ignited went. some good discussion here at our common ground. I hope you'll join us each Saturday night. You're, you're, you're absolutely right, and and you know, and the thing is, we've got to drive it home that we've got to take care of our business.
8: That's we've right. got
3: to draw our priorities here in Boston, and it has nothing whatsoever to do. With whatever the Department of Education in Washington D.C. does, in order to attr- um, attack the issues of educating black children in Boston,
9: and you know, and we're talking about a less violent society, generally speaking, internationally and nationally, and 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 if, in fact, as I said earlier, we've come out of this tragedy with a consensus or a growing consensus in the black community that we are opposed to the death penalty. You see the most uh vicious of race crimes with Brother Bird and then there was another case in Atlanta that that was raised before Troy was executed where the families of the the, the victims families said we don't think that the death penalty serves a, pur- a purpose here. And and we don't want to we want to break the cycle of violence. If if that's something that we can as a as a part
10: of so called black politics
9: can coalesce around, then that is a very good
10: thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And and interesting enough, the the brother that was ran run over this summer in Jackson, Mississippi, that family uh has also kind come out against uh using the death penalty against those who killed uh their father, brother and uncle. So I I think that we can't use violence, we can't do what they've done to us. And it doesn't mean that I'm taking a Martin Luther King nonviolent role, but the death penalty to me is the most heinous crime that this nation commits on a daily basis. Uh, It's estimated that if you look at the Innocence Project, they're estimating now that approximately 7% of all people who have been executed in this country are innocent. They're absolutely innocent. If a hospital had a death rate, an accidental death rate of seven percent, they would shut the hospital down. We've executed 1,270 people since 1976, and seven percent of them. And let's say they're wrong. It's only five percent of them. Right? That means that we've executed sixty-something odd people. That are probably innocent And so we've got to shut this Entire thing down It has to be shut down
3: Yeah, Let's go to 111 111 you're on the air Thank you for waiting I respect you at Our Common Ground With Dr. Raymond Winbush And Kevin Alexander Gray 111 Well 111 might have walked away From the phone And we will go (laughs) To 908, you're on the air. Thank you for waiting.
8: I respect you. Hi, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I yes. can. Thank DJ you for your call. This is Logan Michelle. Oh, Michelle. How yeah. oh, are you,
0: my lovely sister? Oh, that
8: is
9: our, that is our sister. That is our Facebook group.
8: Yeah. Don't we just love her? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually have two questions. One is for you, Janice, and the other is for the panel. So, how do you want me to go?
3: Either, however you will. You know, you know, you roll, roll elegantly, no matter what.
8: <laughs> <laughs> well, I to the to the panel, I want to say, um, I, you know, as you, you have already pointed out, there's uh, there were black faces. Uh, Involved at every level Of the situation With Troy Davis And whether it's the black face Or the white face You know whether it's the The prison guards Or the doctors uh, uh, Whoever it is You know there's, there's something In our Character that Pushes us to Do our jobs To just do what we're told And certainly this is a a slap in the face to the black community. There's no way around that. But I think, you know, there's an issue around organizing around character and ethics and morality versus color. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear you speak to that, whether or not you think it's more practical to try to focus on African-American issues or... Or human issues.
10: Human issues, but Africans are human. I mean, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. I, I, I think I kind of, I, I listen. It's my
9: perspective that a human rights movement in this country, at its core, have to have in in the lead the groups that are most oppressed. And yeah. that's where we Amen. place black and brown and red people we are the barometer the right mm-hmm. and and so
3: it's the moral barometer
6: right
9: now obviously when we're talking about capitalism and exploitative capitalism and and globalism or transnationalism and 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 everything that those kids are camped out for at Wall Street fighting i don't mm-hmm. know if how how cuz i think i posted it earlier this evening on facebook you know i don't know how much of Of the fight against white supremacy underlies what they're doing, but you hope in the broader progressive movement that that's what the issue is about up and so so you hope that there are those connections between the 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 people who are really oppressed the people who have a debt that has yet to be paid and 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 you and the idea is you do have to sway the uh, the folk who are in the ruling class, even though they don't have much power, to to I mean, you have to form those coalitions to, to change this government. Okay. And and we're not talking about unless we're talking about uh, establishing a black nation state, then obviously you know it has to be about coalition building and, and all around you know just across the board. So I mean, but so that's where I'm at with it. But but um, you know, obviously I, I hope that black politics is is The lead or the tip of the spear Of the human rights movement in this country
10: As it always Has been You know and it's funny You know that we don't It's somehow that we become timid Sometimes When it comes to expecting Our elected Officials to do certain things I, I, I think they have To be held to a high Standard and you know, and, and they if and sometimes they have to go by themselves against the tide. I'm, I'm thinking of Barbara Lee's vote in the Congress 10 years ago when they were talking about bombing uh, or entering Iraq. I mean, she was by herself. And I think sometimes we've got to have politicians that will yeah. stand and yeah. make – they have to be statesmen and women. Rather well, than one of the people. things
3: – one of the things that we have to consider is that so many people, whether you are bought by an employer or whether you are bought by power and placed in a position that some so many people are shrouded in fear about the loss of their jobs, the loss of their their position and power are perceived illusions of of of, of power. Uh, in and there's no and there's
9: no and there's no movement to protect them from losing their jobs, and that is a real issue.
3: Yes,
9: and, that and, is a real issue. And, and 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 when you talk about people carrying out their jobs, I always use that uh, quote from Cool Hand Luke, when uh when the guy put Luke in the box when his mother died and mm-hmm. he knew it was unfair, yeah. and he said, Luke, I'm just doing my job, and Luke said, just because it's a job, yeah. boss, don't make it right. And and <laughs> then of course and then of course Doc will think of as an academic. All the studies that were, the Milgram studies obedience to authority, so you know people go people punch that button
2: yeah.
9: you know people you know look at look at all the people. can you imagine on the highway of death during the first Gulf War when all those Iraqis were retreating back to iraq and and those 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 pilots in those airplanes just killed thousands of people trying to retreat so you know, this idea that, you know, of pushing the button for the system because it's your job, that's not a new thing. So, you know, it gets back to the idea what kind of society do we have, what are the limits to where we ask, uh, to, we ask people to, 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 hold, to hold jobs in the system to put the system in check, and, uh, and, and ultimately how do we change that system so that they're not in a position to push that yeah. button? You know, but,
3: um I, I well, coming out of business school I was one of the first uh black executives in a major corporation. I was so blessed to have older black workers whether they were um um people who worked on the manufacturing floors or they were, you know, just uh professional management people and they were black, had been in the company a long time. They took me out for drinks, they gave me the, the the lay of the land, they helped me to understand the complexities of what was going on, that nobody else would tell me, And those are the kinds of people that we have to support. People who, like right now, I feel an obligation any, any anytime a new black employee comes in, I feel an obligation to introduce Please. myself, to say if I can help you, let me know, to groom a relationship, to help them understand the culture and the organizational structure and all of the uh, landmines within the organization. And we have to start doing that. That's something basic. That's something simple that we can do.
10: That's right. That's exactly right. You know, when the new
3: superintendent of, of the new black superintendent, the first black superintendent of Boston schools came to Boston, and she came from, I've even forgotten where she came from now, Chicago or someplace, and she happened to be a sorority sister of mine. I picked up the phone, and I called her. I invited her for dinner. We went out. I no, I'm not a teacher I'm not even in the school department, but I want you to know that there are people out there who can help you get through the political landmines. And here are some of the people that I want to introduce you to to help you out.
8: That's so right. that
3: she knew that there were people in our community that had her
8: back.
10: Exactly. Exactly. And and I and I think that if you look at the the more recent history of black political leadership I think in the 60s when we started seeing the And not that it wasn't during Reconstruction But the more modern black political movement We started electing I'm from Cleveland I remember the night that Carl Stokes was elected Or Charles Evers down in Mississippi When we started seeing black elected officials Harold Washington in Chicago That we wanted them to be with. I guess the word would be transformational Leaders that we would, Mm -hmm. they would change, like you just said, Janice, that they would kind of pull people into the system right behind them and mentor them. And now we don't see that as often. Not saying that we have no transformational elected, but we have very, very few. Very few.
3: Michelle, let me ask you what is your area code?
8: 908.
3: Okay. I know you had a question for me, and I need to get to other callers
8: Okay. Uh, that's very fine.
3: quickly. Well, I mean,
8: you know, I, I, I wanted you to talk a little bit about the difference between murder and execution.
3: Oh, okay. Then the reason that I'm using that word, um, <clears throat> I'm using the word murder. I mean, it can the death penalty can be a death penalty execution murder. Um I think that when people when people are executed they are deliberately killed by an order that's an execution that when that order does not embody justice when it has no reason or rhyme when it is not legal and I do believe that Troy Davis's death warrant was should not have been uh, signed by a judge because it was not legal because the the question of the questions of doubt had not been resolved and that's a murder.
9: Well, I'm just against death penalty and I think that
3: taking I, someone's I life at okay? the
9: hand, you know, taking someone else's life is just murder. That's what it is. That's and you right. Can call and it an execution, execution you is can call simply it, you know, a
3: way of putting aside putting aside the issue of um uh, is a means of summarily ending the pursuit of justice
9: execution just gives it the uh legitimacy of of, of the of the state
3: of law
10: of law mm-hmm. exactly. yeah mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. that's right
3: yeah let's uh michelle thank you so much and i'm so glad to have you with us tonight i know you're an early bird <laughs> let's go to 404 404- You've been holding for a while. Thank you for holding. And you're on the air. I respect you. Hey,
0: Janice. Well, um this is Sarah calling back in this is again. is Sarah.
3: Again, let me <laughs> extend my uh, condolences to you and your family. Um uh in as you face uh losing a, a loved one.
0: Thank you, Janet. And to Kevin, are you going to be on with Dave tomorrow?
3: Yes, I am.
9: That is my regular is, thing. I know. Okay,
0: what is <laughs> what is your blog? Because I've been trying to find you in South Carolina. The new have a liberator.
9: The new liberator. Okay, do. dot WordPress.
0: Okay, is it a um uh, okay? Because I have a friend of mine in South Carolina, and he was trying to see um that since you have a grassroots organization, I told him about you so that he can get on with you and do some things down that way. So I'm really
9: easy that. to I'm really easy to find. I am too easy to find. So you oh. so they can if you're you're a relative in South Carolina, all they got to do is email me through that blog or or even through the the email address on um on counterpunch or with the progressive and I'll get it
0: okay, I will tell the we'll certainly do that Janet, here's my question I wanted to ask you there is always this these different de- definition of um of murder 'cause I know you've been an attorney. can you please give um given because there's always these legalese about murder this and murder that. To me you're all still dead. So Well there kind of- there are degrees of murder.
3: Uh but those degrees of murder are defined uh this is where a a prosecutor has the ability to look at both uh circumstance and intent.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You have first degree murder, second degree murder, then you have manslaughter uh, you have manslaughter with forethought. Uh, so um, my 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 knowledge of criminal law is very very leaky. Um, so one of the things that in 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 the context of our discussion tonight, I think Kevin is absolutely right. We have to support the notion that capital punishment is a is a and I've been saying it all week. Is a is is the most vile violation of human rights. That's
10: right. That's
0: right. Well, I am glad to hear to um to see you on again because I believe the last time I spoke with the other gentleman was when Kimball was on. He was on the show that last time, mm-hmm. so it was nice that you mm-hmm. have an extended portion. For the professor that you're on again tonight
3: Yes, Jennifer, I'm not going to tie you up I'm Okay, you thank on. you, Sarah, for your call And oh, so my welcome. condolences to your to your family Ray, I did want to mention to you I I received a photograph of George Carey, uh, Odessa, and Gus Smith with Kimba At the oh, CBC uh, oh. uh day before yeah. yesterday and it was it was just a very great to see. Let's see. Let's go to four four three. You're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call. Four four three. Okay. Uh, let's go to seven o three. Many many people call and they listen over the phone. Right. 703 you're on
8: yes. the air I respect you
11: This is 703
8: Thank Hello? you for your call 703
3: yes Good evening w- w- Good evening And what's your comment and question
11: Okay I have Two two questions And my first question is, First of all before I uh, Ask my questions I want to preface uh, my same my questions by saying you're doing a wonderful job. This is my first time listening, and I'm listening because Professor Dr. Wimbush is on, but listening to Mr. Uh,
3: Kevin Alexander Mr. Gray
11: also inspires me. But this is my question to Dr. Wimbush first. Dr. Wimbush, one of the things. That you told me when I spoke with you About a week ago We talked about reparations And you said paradigm You gave me this paradigm For achieving reparations This is what I would like to know Can we use that same Paradigm let's say those five Points that you made In order to go forward And maybe bring about Some change in the way That we are trying to abolish the death penalty That's my question to you And I don't know Do you
10: recall the question Do you recall the conversation
2: yeah, yeah,
10: a, I made it Did a workshop last Saturday In Philadelphia about You know very quickly The GLASS model says that in any movement Particularly the reparation struggle You have to have five groups um, and, and I call it the GLASS model G-L-A-S-S you have to right. have grassroots organizing, legislators, attorneys, scholars, and students. There and you go. If you look at any movement, I don't care if it's Marcus Garvey's movement. I don't care if it's the Civil Rights era or apartheid in South Africa. Those five groups were in place, and I think with the with the abolishment of the death penalty, we have to look at you know just having that kind of model. We have to have legislators, uh, grassroots groups, attorneys, uh uh scholars and students. Um, we And I have to, to
3: add media.
10: And media. And and that can uh, and cross that's that's a given. Uh a couple of years ago we uh Charlie Ogletree of Harvard was down here and we uh co sponsored a major uh discussion on the Maryland death penalty because Maryland is about we're, we're going to pass. Uh, we haven't executed anybody in this state in years, but we're going to make it official. And I think that one of the things that you know Charles does, and is that he's part of that glass model. So I, you know what, you, what the caller is saying is essentially that there's five elements to any movement, and we've got to make sure those five elements and groups are in place when we yeah. go after the difficult. Yeah. And Seven see, hours, I'm,
9: are very quickly. You should write something about that, uh, Ray, because i tell you, you you just outlined how you organize
3: Organizing. How yeah. you
9: organize yeah. it. And, I, I was thinking
3: the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's, I've been
9: involved with the ACLU. I've been involved in electoral politics. but you And you have to put your name on those lawsuits. You have to organize those lawsuits right. and those mm-hmm. class action suits. And sometimes even on these death penalty cases when they start out, yeah. Uh, these these folks don't have legal representation and community support. They're coming to people like me or like Ray with their story, and we've got to take have a leap of faith as to whether or not we're going to help them marshal their initial resources to, to try to save their
10: lives. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely.
3: 703, uh, we're going to have to move to another caller. But thank you okay. so much, and I hope you'll join us each Saturday night.
11: Okay. Thank you very much. And you
3: can join you can join us by friending us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it, we we just have to have uh, more time to talk about these things individually. 815, you're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call, and very quickly.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I was just listening in. Um, just listening? Actually... Okay. Yes.
3: Well, thank you for being with us. Make sure you uh, sign up for our newsletter at our website, I and will you'll know. Do. Okay, because we have a lot of specials. We had a three-day vigil for Troy Troy Davis this week.
8: Thank you for okay. your
3: call. Five eight five. You're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call. Hey, you, there, you traffic- listening. Man. Okay, just listening. Thank you. Um, Nine oh eight, you're on the air. I
8: respect you. Thank you for your call. I uh, it's, it's, it's Michelle. I got cut off before, so I just oh, okay. logged in. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm listening. Put you on
0: hold.
3: Okay. Four four three, you're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for waiting. 443
11: I'm 443
10: Yeah Oh
3: you're 443 Yeah I'm
10: 443 This is Baltimore yeah
3: Oh okay Um, Then I'm going to Then don't even punch
9: 803 Janice (laughs) I know
3: (laughs) (laughs) They've got to fix this 111 you're on the air I respect you Okay, one 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 is obvious. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Can you speak up? Okay, one 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 is obviously uh, listening as well. I think that that's a great uh, a great uh, way that we can start helping people. One of the things at Alternative Activist Empowerment Talk Radio that we like to do is to help people. Frame. How can I begin? Where do I begin in my community to assist in starting a movement, in, in integrating into a movement, reforming a movement that's dead? Yeah. And 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 I think a lot a lot of times people think that they have to start something over, when in fact uh, there are mechanisms already in place. To uh, adopt, although sometimes they got to start things over.
9: Although Mm -hmm. sometimes they do have to start things over or start things. Yeah,
3: they have to transform it and restructure it. Um, And I think that that's what we're going to have to do in our communities um, uh, around uh, the the death penalty. There are, uh, for those of you who are listening and want to really get involved. And act on in truth And do justice You should start off by looking for Anti-death penalty organizations Where you live Yes And you can call Amnesty USA You can go to AmnestyUSA.org And find out where they have existing projects
9: Or I think it's the National Coalition Against the Death Penalty and, you know, actually, you know, I've been really critical of the NAACP, and I'll probably be critical of them in the future. But I thought that Ben Jealous and the NAACP um, stepping, a up, job. De- stepping yes. up was a good thing, and that was young leadership. Yes. And if that's yes. representative of what the younger generation NAACP is going to do, as opposed to some of the things that they've done in the past, which was, you know, being in bed with the devil, be they – well, uh, be that yeah, be they Wells Fargo or whoever. But if that if that's some of the stuff that the NAACP is going to do, then then I would encourage people in in the black community to get involved in that. But there are still groups, as you said, like Amnesty, which is a big which is a big organization, and um, and that's what you'll be working with an international organization. So you have to realize the limitations of that. There, there are the various um, affiliates of the National Coalition Against the Death Penalty that people can be involved in. I know they have different little state entities. Uh, of course, the Quakers and uh, the American Friends Service Committee in in most in most states are somebody to get involved in. And there are church groups that you can get involved with with uh, anti-death mm-hmm. penalty because you know anti-death penalty organizing isn't a mainstream. Um, you know, it's it's you know the groups are never going to be big when you go out and find and 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 see who's participating, and most often they're going to be more white than anything, and, the, and more and more PC than and and, and 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 than anything. So you know, recognize that and respect that to some degree that there have been people that have worked on the issues, and then there are places that people can get involved with the issue, on a personal level. As I said, I I like when I do death penalty work, I like to be there for a family if a family needs you to to just cry to get water to do whatever when 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 you get close to the time that that the state is going to kill their loved one or 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 just as i said just doing general education about the issue and the, and, and criminal justice reform so there are a lot of different places for people to jump in
10: yeah and i would add three other groups i would add would be uh Murder victims' families for reconciliation, uh, the AELU, uh, the Innocence Project, and the yeah, Sentencing absolutely. Project. and the Sentencing Project as well. Actually, those are four groups. So I would recommend those two.
9: Absolutely, Barry Shack, You know what? Can, what can you say about Barry Shack?
10: Yeah, I know. From all needed, yeah. Yes, I know. I mean, this
3: is a man who really transformed himself and has found purpose in his in his professional life,
6: and that is one of
3: the things that I hope that people who have listened to both of you tonight, who have taken to heart what the Troy Davis murder means in our lives. It means that we haven't done the work that we need to do, and we need to be able to connect the dots. To why our children are hurting We can't just say our children are hurting Because they live in a poor Section 8 single family uh, Mother home That is only one piece Of a child's full spectrum Of life in America When that child is black I mean in our family we spent a lot of time this week shielding my 10-year-old grandson who wants to know about everything from the Troy Davis case until everything died down and we could put it into context for him because if you think Troy Davis and capital punishment and the whole notion that the family hasn't received the body yet, that there's probably organ um, harvesting going on because the state owns the body. If you think that that is not is painful to us as an adult, imagine the breadth of misunderstanding and pain that this gives to our teenagers and our young adult children. So yes, that's what we've got to take these issues and put them in the context of everything else. Yep,
10: that's right. That's
3: right. So I just hope that people are still saying that I am Troy Davis. Um, gray-haired witnesses for justice back in April at the death of Troy Davis's um mother's death issued a statement and and declared that we were Troy Davis's mother and we and we have to put meaning and definition to what that means and that means that in your head your individual head out there you've got to figure out do i support this kind of vicious violation of humanity and that is killing another person, especially in a country as Kevin and 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 Ray have pointed out tonight, that supports the whole notion of violence.
10: You know, one of my friends this week wrote a call called "Is America a Criminogenic Society?" I mean, its violence is you know, and we Malcolm used it rhetorically, but violence is literally as American as apple pie, if not even more. And when we think about the nations of the world that have the death penalty, that we, you know, North Korea, Iran, is all of the countries that we are supposedly angry about, but we execute more people per capita and per year than any of those nations. And I mean, it's a throwback to something that was, you know, it was it's always been barbaric. I mean, you know, and and then we talk about the, you know, how we. Say things like the the uh, in, injection is more humane than the electric chair or gas and all this stuff. What do you mean it, the, the end result is the same? And so it's 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 a barbaric, you know, notion. But we and we have to. use hopefully Troy's death will not be in vain if we manage to abolish this around the nation. It really won't.
3: That's right. Be. You know, if this happened in our families. We would be asking all the family members, okay, uh, can you give us five hundred dollars, can you give us a thousand dollars, can you give us twenty five, can you give us ten? And we're gonna put money together and we're gonna hire a private investigator to find out exactly what happened here.
10: Yeah. I have my thoughts. I you know, I have always felt and I I'm sorry, I'm calling a name out, but the Sylvester Coles was the one who pulled that trigger Against like Phil that night, I've always felt that.
3: That's right. So why can't we call Ray? You know, you play, you listen to basketball. I mean, not listen. You, you and Kevin both watch
8: basketball a lot. Can can you call?
3: Can you call some basketball players and get some money for for a uh, and have some some of them? Um, because I think that that's the first step that would renew our spirit.
9: Good luck on that In one. Most it. of them are bankrupt within five, seven years after they retire.
10: <laughs> exactly.
0: good, good luck on that. Can we can we get to a new one?
3: Uh, okay. and,
10: and, and, yeah, he had to be very new, just coming into the NBA or something like that. So, and want yeah, no, yeah. to yeah. tell you, don't be surprised. And I'm very serious about this. I really believe that the prosecutors, the the you know the series of prosecutors. I think the evidence will be destroyed within, a, if not already, about Troy Davis. We may never get at the truth. Uh, the yes. thing that I do hope for, though, is that whoever killed McPhail that night will come forward. And again, I, I have always believed it has been Sylvester Cole. Well, yeah. well yeah.
9: I'm, I'm a, I'm a person. I believe, like Dr. King says, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And and even if you never confess you You'll deal with that pain sooner or later, um the idea that that family stood up with such surety to say that um they thought that troy was was guilty and they thought that they were getting closure they hadn't gotten any closure that that you know all they taught their kids was revenge and and yeah. so you know that's that's the issue for me, whether or not this society is based on revenge and punishment or rehabilitation and reform. And 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 how do we make this country be less violent? This idea of, you know, I, I'm writing a piece called "The Day America Lost His Innocence," which is, you know, when you Google that, you'll get 9/11. It's like, well, when was this country ever innocent?
2: And and this, and,
9: and this country does not place value on human life. It takes yeah. it too easy. The, yeah. I mean, we're talking about government killing, and the ultimate of of the example or lesson that 9/11 taught for a generation based on a lie was revenge you load yeah. up you load up the the aircraft carriers you load up the troop the troop haulers and you bomb people you kill people and 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 yeah. so to do that at a at a federal level or, or or international level to do that at a state level that's what we have to start chipping away at And I hope that Troy's death is the the spearhead for that.
3: Or even another example is to starve children and elderly and make them homeless at the expense of maintaining a budget for our military.
11: That's another
3: form of violence
11: in this country.
3: Listen, I want both of you to tell us what you're going to be doing. I know, Ray, you are going to be doing a workshop in Baltimore next week.
10: No, no. Next week I'll be in Texas uh, uh, with Michelle Alexander, the author of uh, the New Jim Crow. New Jim Crow. Uh huh. She assembled about 30 to 40 of us. That we're going to put and we're holding it in Dallas specifically because of that, you know, bloody state's uh, history of execution. And we're yeah. going to be pulled together with some students from around the country about. Fifty of us to really plot a long-term strategy to deal with the death penalty. So I'll uh-huh. be there for about three days. And uh, our
3: listeners this. can find you on Facebook. Is Absolutely, that where you mainly yeah. hang out? That's
10: where I mainly hang out.
9: <laughs> oh, uh, if they, if, yeah, well, if Facebook is a place to hang out, I hear you now. I, I'm there too, much <laughs> Too now.
3: Well, you know, one of the things that I'm 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 kind of switching. Um, uh, two is uh, I'm looking at other uh, um, uh, venues to do the same thing that I do on Facebook, and one of them is DreadTimes.com, which has blogs and forums. I'm looking to move a lot okay. of my stuff to there. But we can also find you at all times at the new NewLiberator.blogspot.com. Wordpress, I said WordPress. blogspot Wordpress.com WordPress. WordPress. And for those of you who are listening Please go to our common ground Hyphen dot com So that you can get our newsletter And we will be sending out information About how you can follow our guests Dr. Raymond Wimbush, Kevin Gray Thank you so very much I knew that I wanted to be comforted And brought back on the path by you two young warriors You're so brilliant Thank you you for that The young part Yeah, the young part (laughs) And for those of you out there and all our callers uh, Michelle and Sarah and 585 Thank you so very much for your calls And 708 We will be right back here on Saturday night Speaking truth to power and ourselves. I'm Janice Graham.
1: Every brother, everywhere, feels that time is in the air. Common blood flows through common veins, and the common eyes all see the same. Now,
7: more than ever, all the family must be together. Your brother recognition don't come cheap anymore. You my lawyer, you my doctor, yeah, but somehow you forgot about me. And now, now when I see you, all I can say is peace. Peace go with your brother. matter much now just what I say peace go with your brother you the kind of man who think he got to have his own way
3: thank you for being with us here at our common ground speaking truth to power and ourselves We especially want to thank our chatters in our chat room and those of you who have called and our special guests, my brothers, eternal friends and warriors, Dr. Raymond Winbush and Kevin Alexander Gray. Our common ground celebrating 20 years of bold and black talk radio. Our common ground is sacred space where we gather to speak truth to ourselves and in doing so creating a village in each one of our hearts. I pray that each one of us will move forward knowing that we are the family of Troy Davis. We're here each Saturday evening, 10 p.m. I'll be listening for you.